This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Two of Alabama's congressional members continue to demand that the U.S.-Mexico border be secured first before any more government spending bills are voted on or passed. Congressman Barry Moore wrote an opinion piece for 1819 News in which he says he will not vote for bills that continue to fund a woke, weaponized, and wasteful government that is targeting Americans while aiding criminals, drug cartels, and child traffickers to pour into our country. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville put out another video saying that the Democrats in Congress are engaging in extortion. You know, right now the Senate is in the middle of negotiations on the border. Democrats are holding America hostage. Don't you think about this. America hostage. They say they won't fix our border. Now they're admitting this. They won't fix our border unless they get $100 billion for Ukraine. That's insane. That's extortion. Democrats just spent three years destroying our border and ruining our immigration system. They keep saying that our border's fixed. Well, it's not, and it's not closed. Now it's an election year, and they're very busy looking and wanting to do something at the border. Uh, A little too late. In case anybody believes that, Joe Biden is auctioning off border wall parts for just pennies on the dollar. Won't you think about this now? Your hard-earned dollars were spent by President Trump to build a wall. And I know people that are spending 10 cents on the dollar buying that border wall. He's also suing Texas to get them to stop building the wall. So they're really not fired up about stopping people coming across the border. They just want to act like it because it is an election year. Republicans don't need to fall for this. We've got plenty of laws on the books right now. Right now, we've got plenty of laws on the books that that could secure the border. We can pass new laws, but... They're not going to go buy them anyway. Uh, Just enforce the ones we have. A group of state lawmakers are calling on the Alabama Department of Public Health about recent decisions to change rules involving COVID-19 reporting requirements. The state lawmakers have written a letter to the ADPH after they recently proposed changes to the mandatory COVID reporting requirements. Although the ADPH is proposing to do away with most of the reporting requirements coming from the CDC, they still want to continue with mandatory reporting on congregate living facilities, which involves college dorms, prisons, nursing facilities, summer camps, and more. The state lawmakers argue that Alabamians have suffered under the fear tactics and overreach of federal and state agencies, and that Alabamians are justified in not trusting their personal health information from being put in the hands of government entities. The state lawmakers say that the new rule that the ADPH is putting forward is not subjected to public hearings and continues governmental tracking, which is eroding public trust and shows that the ADPH is seeking to avoid transparency with the public. The ADPH says they're rolling back to pre-COVID days by dropping most of the reporting requirements and they only want to continue the COVID reporting for those high-risk populations. A state lawmaker wants to tighten up punishments for those who engage in human trafficking of minors here in the state of Alabama. State Representative Donna Given has a bill that would make it a minimum sentence of life in prison for those convicted of the Class A felony. Given's bill is called The Sound of Freedom, which is named after a recent movie that exposes international sex trafficking. It is based on the true life story of Tim Ballard, a former Department of Homeland Security agent. Given says that she knew once she saw that movie that she had to take action to prevent such a horrific crime from destroying 
destroying children and families. Given says that if her bill is passed into law, it will place the toughest punishment on the crime of human trafficking in the nation. And she says Alabama needs to step up and be a leader in this area and say that this is not going to happen in our state. The 11th Circuit Court of Appeals will be hearing a case on January 19th regarding an Alabama death row inmate and a new form of execution. The appeals court hearing will occur one week before Kenneth Eugene Smith is scheduled to be put to death by way of nitrogen hypoxia. This will be the first time in the nation an execution is implemented in this manner. The state of Alabama has developed a protocol for the execution, which involves a hard shell face mask placed over the inmate's mouth and nose, which then provides nitrogen, causing the inmate to pass out and over time die. A federal judge here in Alabama recently cleared the way for the execution of Smith to go forward in this manner. Attorneys for Smith are arguing that it's experimental and cruel. 58-year-old Smith was convicted of stabbing a woman to death as a murder for hire, which occurred back in 1988. And Kalen DeBoer is officially here in Alabama as the next head football coach for the Crimson Tide. A Saturday news conference was held at Bryant-Denny Stadium with DeBoer delivering his first speech as the new coach. When it comes to... to you know, bringing people together, that is a passion of mine. Um, there's something special about, you know, being a head coach and the investment that goes into trying to make all the different pieces fit, having the right people in those places. And these facilities are awesome, but it's the people that make the place special. It truly is. And I felt that, and I've heard that from Greg as we talk, um, that you here, you all, um, you have made this special. And it's not just about these beautiful resources, these beautiful facilities. So I'm looking forward to getting to know each and every one of you. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, well, it's time for Iowa Republicans to caucus and choose a presidential primary candidate. Tonight, registered Republicans will head out into the snow and the frigid cold weather in Iowa in order to meet at various schools and community centers and other venues. They will all be congregating according to their voting precinct. A representative for each GOP primary candidate will deliver a speech on why their candidate should be the presidential nominee. At this point, those primary candidates are Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramaswamy. The Republican voters will then fill out blank pieces of paper with the name of their chosen candidate on it, and turn them in. The vote will be conducted right in front of them. And once a winning candidate is announced, the results will be sent into the Iowa Republican Party headquarters for the state and then announced for the rest of the nation. Two U.S. Navy SEALs are now missing off the coast of Somalia. The two Navy SEALs were conducting a nighttime mission and were in the process of boarding a vessel when one of them was knocked into the sea by a wave and the other SEAL went in after him. The incident happened in the Gulf of Aden. The waters there are not cold due to the winter weather in some parts of the world. A search and rescue mission continues for both men. The operations going on were to reduce the number of attacks that are occurring in the Red Sea. The Texas National Guard seized control of Shelby Park at Eagle Pass, Texas, and are now refusing to allow Border Patrol agents to have any more control of the area, which is where rampant illegal crossings have occurred all during the month of December. Eagle Point is considered the busiest border crossing point along the Rio Grande. The Texas National Guard stepped in, erected barriers, and then told the Border Patrol agents to leave. Breitbart News sought to contact Texas Governor Greg Abbott about this latest move. They've not received an official statement from him yet. However, The Texas military department did give a statement saying the current posture is to prepare for future illegal immigrant surges and to restrict access to organizations that perpetuate illegal immigrant crossings in that part and other areas in Eagle Pass. The action was taken by the state leadership in an emergency capacity. 
Border Patrol agents have, on multiple occasions, cut the razor wire barriers that prevent the illegals from coming through after they've crossed the river. However, a recent lawsuit against Border Patrol from the state of Texas resulted in a judge telling that agency to stop it. The issue is currently being appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. The month of December alone saw over 300,000 illegal aliens cross into the U.S., And because of all the problems occurring at the U.S.-Mexico border, the the House Committee on Homeland Security is now seeking to impeach the secretary of DHS, Alejandro Mayorkas. The chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, Michael McCall, who is from Texas, weighed in on the issue, saying he believes there are enough votes for the House to impeach Mayorkas by the end of January. McCall says that impeachment was designed for such actions as what Mayorkas has engaged in, which is dereliction of duty and abuse of power. The chairman of the House Homeland Security Committee, Congressman Mark Green of Tennessee, says that Mayorkas is the architect of the devastation that has been witnessed for nearly three years and that Mayorkas has willfully violated his oath of office. Over in the state of Georgia, some state senators are looking to remove the Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger from the state election board. The bill is being introduced and sponsored by the Senate Majority Leader, Republican Steve Gooch. The bill also would allow the election board authority to investigate Raffensperger for violating election law. This bill is precipitated by the actions of Raffensperger and the 2020 presidential election in which Raffensperger point-blank told Donald Trump on an infamous phone call that he saw no problems with election fraud in his state and had not found any discrepancy that would have changed the outcome. Raffensperger's claim comes despite the fact that dozens of citizens and election officials were notifying Raffensperger's of various problems, whether it be the Dominion voting machines overall, the chain of custody of the ballots, or the removal of poll watchers at the State Farm Arena, only to have ballots counted during that time without any supervision. The state senators have drafted the bill against Raffensperger in response to a request from the state election board asking for authority to investigate the secretary of state. They want to do so, especially in light of the many attempts by Raffensperger to block other investigations or examinations of the election fraud evidence. Also, there's more details on the bombshell case involving the Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, who is prosecuting Donald Trump and his associates for challenging the 2020 presidential election results. One of the defendants in this case is Michael Roman, and his lawyer is now talking about the filing that she made last week that accuses Willis of having an affair with one of the lawyers she hired for this particular case. Attorney Ashley Merchant is now telling Channel 2 Action News in Georgia that she has eyewitnesses to the affair between Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Merchant told reporter Mark Wynn that she would never make such an incendiary allegation against a district attorney if she did not have multiple sources that were corroborating those claims. Merchant says she looks forward to litigating the case and bringing forward all of those eyewitnesses at trial. Meanwhile, District Attorney Fannie Willis has said that she will respond to all of these allegations through legal briefs and in writing. She has not made a public statement yet, but Willis did find time to go to a church in the Atlanta area at Big Bethel AME in which she was able to get up in front of everyone at the pulpit and deliver a rebuttal of sorts, which she framed as her reading from her journal some of the prayers that she made to God. How come God, the same black man was acceptable when a Republican in another county hired him and paid him twice the rate. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. In another county, the elected official has the authority to pay him twice the rate. Why is the white male Republican's judgment good enough, but the black female Democrats not? 
You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 